Welcome to the Pigskin Podcast. A weekly podcast about all things football. And only football. Every week, we'll go in-depth about each team and deliver the best hard-hitting topics. Now, here's your host, Andrew Walker. Welcome back, everyone. This is the final episode before we kick off the 2020-2021 NFL season. It's the episode that you all have been waiting for. This is our playoff predictions. Now, this year is going to be a little different. This is going to be the first year that 14 NFL teams are going to make the playoffs, seven coming from each conference. But this is also the first time the NFL has adjusted their playoff format since 2002. The wonderful thing is there's going to be six wild card games on opening playoff weekend. So there's going to be two more games added because of this new structure within the playoff format. Now, I can't see anybody getting upset about that. I think the only people that might be is when your team doesn't make the playoffs and you, you're throwing yourself a little pity party and you don't want to watch NFL. I get that. But with that in mind, how long do you guys think that we will hear fans, owners, the league, or whoever start saying, oh, we need to add an additional team to make it at 16, one from each conference? But the thing is, at that point, then half of your league is in the playoffs. And I think the way that takes the integrity of the how the playoffs are kind of structured in a way. I think NFL has it right. I think previously before this year, I think having the structure that it was made, having six teams from each conference, the two the top two seeds getting their first round bye was perfect. You're going to reward the teams that play the best, and the teams who were good enough to make the playoffs are going to have to you know kind of hash it out that first round. But I think with the NFL wanting to expand this, it's it's eventually it's going to kind of cripple what the playoffs are about. But we all know why teams, organizations, owners want this is because it's more revenue. More re- revenue for the NFL is more for the owners and more for the players. But in this episode today, we're going to give you our playoff bracket. We're going to let you know who's going to the Super Bowl, who's going to eventually be the champion. And we're also going to give you our preseason Player awards, rookie of the year, defensive player of the year, MVP, things like that. We're going to break it down. But starting off with our predictions, with the new playoff seeding this year, like I said, there's only going to be one team that's going to get a first-round bye. It's going to be that one seed. No longer is the two seed going to squeak in, which is going to make it more important than ever in the final couple games for teams. You know, in previous years, you would see teams come week 17 who would rest their starters because they had already locked up that first-round bye. But going forward, we're going to see teams rest their starters less and less. I personally have never been a fan of, of resting starters. I get why teams do it. You know, they want to minimize the risk of players getting hurt. But to me, it seems players who get more rest than normal due to either having a bye week or the fact that they don't have to play their final game because the the playoff position's already set. I'm not a fan of it. I don't like it. The main reason is because, one, I mean, they should be playing. I mean, that's their job, right? But what I'm more afraid of than anything is, is the fact that they'll miss a beat, you know, so to speak. I mean, look at Baltimore last season. Do you think that had anything to do with them losing to the Titans, the fact that they had a first-round bye and took a rest and kind of took away that momentum? 
they they played extremely flat the entire game against Tennessee. And honestly, you can make the case for the Chiefs too. They were losing 24-0 before winning that game handily. But does the time off do more harm than good for players? I think it does. But let's get into it. So, again, with adding this additional team per conference, the number seven seed is going to play the number two seed. And this year we have the Philadelphia Eagles against the Green Bay Packers. On the AFC side, we have the Pittsburgh Steelers matching up against the Chiefs. But how unfortunate it is for the Packers and the Chiefs to play so well like we have predicted and not even get a first round bye. You know, we predicted Green Bay to finish 13 and 3 and Kansas City to be 14 and 2. That's a huge blow to know that you I mean those those are great records. If you if I, if my team gets a 13 and 3 or 14 and 2 record, sign me up. But with this new playoff structure, you're going to have teams that are going to be that good that are not going to get that first round bye anymore. And the reason why the Packers are sitting at the two seed is because we have them losing the tiebreaker to Seattle. They're going to share the same record, 13-3, and three, but ultimately Seattle is going to have a better in-conference schedule. But I like both number two seeds coming on, out on top. You know, both Lambeau Field and Arrowhead Stadium are difficult to play in, and especially that during that time of year where it's extremely cold out. Now, we don't know if there's going to be fans later on in the season, but even with Lambeau Field and Arrowhead, if they're empty or even just have a little bit of fans – I'm still going with them. But if we look at last season, say the playoff format happened last year, the two teams that would have squeaked in are the Steelers and the Rams. And this year it's going to be the same case. The the Steelers are going to squeak in the playoffs at an 8-8 record. But being matched up against Pat Mahomes is a really unlucky situation. So we have the Packers beating the Eagles, and then we have the Chiefs beating the Steelers. Now, the number six seeds have to be, we have the Colts and the 49ers. The Colts are going to match up against the Bills. The 49ers are going to take on the Saints. Now, that 49ers versus the Saints game is definitely the most intriguing first-round matchup, in my opinion. Both of the teams have the ability to win it all. And the Colts, they're going to be back after missing last year's playoffs. The thing is with Buffalo, the Bills have everything that you need to be any team on any given Sunday. Their defense is top five in the league. Josh Allen can make plays both throwing the ball and running. And if he can limit his turnovers, the Bills can have a very good season. They're going to be scary good. I mean, after all, we have them going 12-4, and right? They have to be good, right? So we got the 49ers and the Bills advancing against their matchups. But the final first-round matchup will be the five-seed against the four-seed. And in the AFC, the Browns are going to represent that five-seed playing against the Titans, who will be the four. And then in the AFC, we have the five-seed being the Bucks against the four-seed Cowboys. You know, I like the Titans against the Browns in this matchup, specifically because in the last six matchups that Tennessee and Cleveland have played, the Titans have won four of them. And they actually play each other in this regular season this year which we have Tennessee pulling out another win. So you could say by playoff time, five of the last seven games, Tennessee's going to end up winning. But on the Cowboys, they're finally going to win their division in what seems like ages, to be honest. It seems like they haven't won in forever. 
but I have to go with the Bucks, led by Tom Brady. He's going to make the Cowboys playoff hopes really short. And I don't think this game is going to be close by any means. So the Bucks and the Titans, the last two teams moving on. But just like the previous playoffs, the second round, the highest seed is ultimately going to play the lowest seed remaining. So in that situation, the Ravens are going to be the one seed. They're going to be squaring off against the Titans, which is a rematch of the 2020 playoffs. And it's the same situation too, meaning Titans have to go to Baltimore to play the Ravens off a first-round bye. And the Seahawks get to play the Niners for the third time. And we actually have both of them splitting the regular season series. But speaking of the Titans, as much as I had fun watching them upset the Patriots in Foxborough, then going to Baltimore and upsetting the Ravens, I, I can't see them beating the Ravens again this year. I think that Baltimore is a much better team than they were last year. But with the Seahawks playing against San Fran, I have to go with Seattle. It's a rivalry game, but Russell Wilson is on a mission to get another Super Bowl ring. Now the next matchup is the Chiefs against the number three seeded Bills. And the Packers get the pleasure of playing Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. And I'll be honest with you. I really, really wanted to pick the Buffalo Bills on this one. I think they're going to be a surprise team this year. But they're going to be overlooked like they always have been. But I just can't pick against Mahomes. I know that sounds cliche and it's super annoying that we and everybody in media talks about Pat Mahomes. But until he proves me wrong, I can't go with Buffalo on this one. But I want Bills Mafia to know this. I'm rooting for y'all. I think Buffalo is going to be a very good team this year. And if Buffalo, if I could pick any team that's going to prove me completely wrong, I would go with Buffalo. But on the other side of the NFC, we have the Buccaneers going up to Green Bay. And if you if you allowed me to per- purchase tickets to any game throughout the playoffs, whether they're first round all the way up to the Super Bowl, uh, maybe not the Super Bowl because I've never been there, I would love to. But if you could give me any game to go to, I would pick going to see Tom Brady against Aaron Rodgers at Lambeau Field. And I have been, I have had the pleasure and opportunity to actually go to Lambeau and to, and to see that beautiful, glorious stadium. It's, it's like any other stadium. It's so unique, and I encourage anyone who's never been to Lambeau, go. Even if you can't go for a game, just go tour the place. It's phenomenal. It's, it's in the middle of nowhere. It's great. And the sad thing is this might be the last time that we ever get to see Tom Brady against Aaron Rodgers. But as far as the game situation, I have to go with the edge with the Packers. They're playing in January in what can be a blizzard. Let's hope not. But it's going to come down to the run game and the defense. And I think the Packers have a very underrated defense, and I, and I think Tampa Bay has a very flat defense. But that leads us to our NFC and AFC matchup, championship matchup. And it's going to be some teams that have some familiar faces. Some of you might think it's a little boring and the fact that there's no Cinderella team like the Titans were last year. But I think that mainly consists of the lack of preparation teams have had this offseason. 
it's going to take newer teams a longer time to adjust. Teams haven't been able to practice like they wanted to. They haven't been able to do things that a normal schedule would allow. So teams that have a lot less chemistry than others, I think are going to are going to hurt more than those teams that have been around a lot. But for the NFC, we have to go with the Seahawks again against the Packers. AFC is going to be Ravens against the Chiefs. And I think most of us who would unbiasedly say that these four teams could beat anyone, this is going to be a fantastic weekend of football. Seeing Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, Lamar Jackson, and Patrick Mahomes. I believe Russell Wilson is going to have an MVP-like season. He seems to always get overlooked by everyone, including those who vote for awards at the end of the year. But I think his playability is going to give the Seahawks the edge against the Packers. I think both of their run games are pretty even. I think the Packers have the defensive edge. But I don't think they'll have enough to slow down the playmaking of Russell Wilson. And for the AFC, Ravens and the Chiefs. This is the game that I would think majority of fans want. They want the best of the best in the league, according to paper. <clears throat> cough, cough. The game is going to be in Baltimore because they're going to have the one seed. But honestly, I don't think it's going to be that big of a deal. I don't think being in Baltimore, being in Kansas City is going to make that huge of an impact because I think these teams are so good. The Chiefs travel really well, and their running game is going to be set up to take them very deep. But the Ravens have that too. But who would you rather have during clutch time? I think that this is exactly what it comes down to. What quarterback do you want during clutch time? Lamar hasn't shown to me that he can come in in those clutch moments and perform well. Mahomes showed that twice last year in the playoffs. He came back against the Texans. They were losing 24-0. And he also won the Super Bowl. How, how much pressure is that biggest game in, on the stage of football? So I'm going to go with the experience on this one. Chiefs going back to the Super Bowl. But Super Bowl 55 is going to consist of a former Super Bowl champion and last year's Super Bowl winner. Russell Wilson against Patrick Mahomes. And you guys are probably thinking, oh, he's going to go Chiefs here. No, 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 no. I'm going with the Seahawks on this one. How Russell is going to play this year, I think he's going to end up winning his second Super Bowl, which is going to be his third trip. If it wasn't for Malcolm Butler, or you could say Pete Carroll, he'd have his second already. But I think ultimately he's going to get his first Super Bowl MVP trophy as well. But those are those are our playoff predictions. Got the Seahawks upsetting, I guess you could say, the Kansas City Chiefs. But as far as, like we spoke about, our predictions for MVP, Rookie of the Year, things like that. Now with these picks, we wanted to pick players that have never won it. We could. I wanted to pick someone that, that was kind of like out of the box, maybe a little stretch. If I could pick someone that's already won it before, I would think Russell Wilson. I think he's going to win it this year. But I, I didn't want to be boring. I wanted something that was a little, you know, spice here. So we're going to go with someone who's never won these awards. And this includes Offensive Player of the Year, Defensive Player of the Year, things like that. Now for the Defensive Rookie of the Year, 
and I'm going to butcher this last name. I apologize. But A.J. Epsoninza coming out of Iowa, I think he fell. I think he was a really good pick that ended up dropping to the Buffalo Bills, which makes them even better. I think he's going to have a tremendous season. Now on the offensive side of the ball for rookies, have to go with Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. And the reason being is because he's going to a team that already has it offensively figured out. He doesn't have to do too much thinking. He just needs to be a pawn, so to speak, right now, and just, when he gets the ball, run. It's different when you have a rookie that's coming in as a running back and coming into an offense that has nothing figured out. And I think because he's going with Patrick Mahomes, that's going to allow him to open up the play action. That's going to allow him to, you know, run out in the flat if he needs to. I think he's going to win Offensive Rookie of the Year. And I think he's going to win Rookie of the Year as well. Now, for the Offensive Player of the Year, and this is surprising. And I understand Michael Thomas last year won Offensive Player of the Year. I get that. He deserved it. But I think Christian McCaffrey was more deserving. If you do something that only three people in the history of the NFL have done, how are you not Offensive Player of the Year? Catching 1,000 yards, rushing 1,000 yards in the same season. That's extremely difficult to do. But I think he's going to win Offensive Player of the Year. I think Teddy Bridgewater is going to do a decent job in Carolina. Like That offense ultimately runs through, no pun intended, Christian McCaffrey. Now for the defensive side of the ball, this might be a big surprise to people. But I'm going to go with Eddie Jackson. You know, with Chicago, he either plays free safety or strong safety. I know they kind of flip-flop him back and forth with that role. It's ultimately the same thing. You're playing safety. But I think with how good that front seven is in Chicago, it's going to, it's going to allow him to make plays in the secondary to, to make pass breakups, to, to get interceptions, to stop the run defense. I think he has a really good shot to win defensive player of the year. For the MVP, I'm going to go with Josh Allen. I think the Bills, obviously going after a 12-4 record is is good for any team. And people who vote for these awards, they want to get players that take their teams that next step. I don't think they, they're going to vote for players that are on the cusp of things. That might be the reason why Christian McCaffrey didn't win Offensive Player of the Year because he didn't go to the playoffs. If that's the reason, that's a dumb excuse. But I'm going to go with Josh Allen. I think having Stephon Diggs in Buffalo now and having Singletary as his running back, I think that he can make the plays to, to actually win the MVP award. Like I said, I wanted – an I wanted people who've never won the award before. If that is the case, Russell Wilson will win the MVP. But to go outside the box, I'm going with Josh Allen. But thank you, guys. That wraps up today's episode. Next episode is going to be talking about week one breakdown of all the games. We're going to give you our predictions about weekly performances. Got a new segment that's going to come out with that as well. I'm excited to bring it to you guys. But thank you so much for listening. Have a good day. We'll see you next time. 
Thanks for listening this week on the Pigskin Podcast. Subscribe to the pod on iTunes and Spotify so you'll never miss a show. Also, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Podcast Pigskin. If you want to stay engaged throughout the week, give us a follow. We want to hear from our listeners. Give us a breakdown. Signing off.